Yo, it's Stu here. Uh, this episode is brought to you by our good friends at 312 Pizza. Uh, it's a Chicago-style pizza restaurant right in Germantown in downtown Nashville. Uh, we want you guys to give them some love, show them some love, order takeout, go in. They are at 50% capacity right now, just like every other restaurant in Nashville. But support small businesses, support 312 they're our good friends. They do. A, they got a great thing going on there. Everything's organic. Everything's homemade. It's some of the best food you're going to find in Nashville. Some of the most authentic Chicago-style dishes for our Chicago fans out there. So check them out, 312 Pizza. Enjoy the podcast. So what is up? It's the Village Idiot Podcast coming live. From Sweezy's. Live from Sweezy's on a Saturday. Oh, no, it's fucking Sunday. Sunday afternoon, we got the division championship games on. All that fun stuff. Got Jeff here. Rob is getting married this weekend, or he got married yesterday. So there's there's no telling what he's into right now. <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> where, where he went on his honeymoon. Where is the bachelor, or the, the bachelor party? Where is the uh, honeymoon? I have no clue. I don't. never asked. <laughs> That'll give us some good... You didn't make it. No, I did not make it to Georgia. I don't know. It, it was tough. You know, the the wife, my my parents are elderly now. The wife still sees her grandmother who's 90 years old. So it's tough to travel and, you know, just kind of more, more for them than us. I, I'm not really worried about the virus for me, but Lord knows I could carry it. And I'm not as healthy as I used to be, so... Who knows? Good so God, I, I woke up at four in the morning with some acid reflux. <laughs> I was like, and I had a, I had a episode with a cousin trying to tell me that Flintstones, an older cousin, I believe, actually maybe he's about the same age, tried to tell me that Flintstone vitamins were candy at age about five. He had a whole bottle, so I was just popping them like they were Pop Rocks <laughs> or Fun Dips or something. And spent one whole day in the emergency room, which pumping your stomach doesn't doesn't sound as bad as it really is. It's it's even worse because all they do is just feed you water until you throw up. So I hate throwing up. And I woke up at four in the morning with acid reflux. I never get heartburn, never have acid reflux. But um, speaking of getting older and you're not as healthy as you used to be. I am. I'm feeling the my my forties are are creeping up <laughs> on me because I uh, I have the the home gym starting to develop. You know, yeah. I got the I got the n- not to give Kevin Spacey a shout out, but the uh, House of Cards Kevin <laughs> Spacey rowing machine with the water in it. Oh, those, uh, those things are sick. No, they're not. There's no <laughs> resistance on it. It's, it was my Christmas <laughs> present from like the whole family. I think it was probably but they look five so stacks. cool. It looks cool. <laughs> it's got no resistance. I said all I want is like the fifty dollar one that I had all throughout college that somebody sold in a yard sale when it was sitting in my parents' garage or something, and never got it. Got the expensive one because I think everybody else wanted to try it because they saw it on House Cards, mm-hmm. and it's not all it's stacked up to be. That's what they have at Orange Theory is the water oh, yeah. one. <laughs> Waterworld. Yeah, I used to have a rowing machine when I was young. That I think my parents got at a yard sale, <laughs> but it was one of those where like the seat, it was it was probably maybe like six feet long, and it had the seat in the middle, obviously, 
but like two separate handles, like one on each side. Yeah. And it was very much resistance. It was like driving a bumper boat. Yeah, but it was like air brakes, right? Oh, yeah. Like the, the shocks for yeah. or whatever. Dude, those things were a workout. I said, I don't need I loved it. An, LC, <laughs> an LED display, and I don't need a workout. I don't need to tell me how many calories I burnt or how long I've been doing it because I can watch episodes on Netflix of whatever I'm watching or Hulu. Yeah. Just give me something that gives me the workout to lose the about 30 I didn't even get the COVID weight. The I, I 30 LBs. 30 LBs <laughs> from, from age birth to five months, <laughs> or f- about three months. You know, I cut Dad the cancer weight, sticks yeah. out of the diet. You know, it's it's all, it's just bad. It, everything was bad. No sleep, bad diet. You know, going to add some weight when you quit smoking, and it is just piled on. And now I'm waking up at four in the morning, feeling <laughs> like I'm going to throw up, and I hate throwing up. I've thrown up ten times in my life Ugh. because... I spent one whole day when I was age five throwing up Flintstone vitamins to the point where they said there was too much iron in my blood. I could have died. So they had to make sure there was enough Freds and Barneys and Wilmas in purple and orange and yellow. The, the little figurines, they had to look at them with a, with like yeah. a little... Oh, I love those things. Yeah, they had kid. tweezers, and they were like, okay, that looks like one pill if you put Wilma's torso <laughs> with you know, Fred's head. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm at right now. I slept like shit last night, mainly because I was upset Conor McGregor lost. Well, I mean, obviously that's <laughs> got to be number one. On other than the fact that the Rogers is getting smoked right now, is we are mid first upset. and foremost. <laughs> you said that you don't think that he was bringing it. I didn't. I didn't think so either. But it, uh, after all, of, like the hoops, I'm like, I'm like, didn't they say that? He's that he's so much better than he was seven years ago, and he's like, you know, ten, one, and two since he's faced McGregor. And I'm like, maybe they're not giving him any credit. And the f- the funniest thing was our boy Justin was was very astute in <laughs> his in his uh, analysis. He's like he's like look at his look at his leg is swelling up. He goes look at how red it is. He goes he is working it, and you know shin kicks don't look like they do anything That's the worst. you know it's shin kicks is like what a, s- a sixth grader does you know on the playground because you talked because you hit on his girlfriend because you passed a note to yeah. his girlfriend yeah give him a shin kick <laughs> like it's not the coolest thing like now if he sweeps the leg yeah. and then you take him down all right but that rarely ever happens and it's not meant to do that necessarily but the shin kicks he just kept taking them i don't know I'm hoping that we don't find out. I, I have a feeling that there's no way that this is, this is going to be the biggest disaster in the history of, of man of sports. The biggest threat to sports is not COVID. It is the legalized sports gambling because it <laughs> felt like he was paid off. The sports books made a fortune, I like maybe a billion dollars yesterday. They just they just launched in Michigan. There's like 12 oh states yeah. now. Like two days, like forty-eight hours ago, and Conor McGregor, if anything looked fixed, he did not look like he. He looked like he had no desire to be there nope. whatsoever. When I saw him walking down the to the octagon, I, I always want to say ring because that's just what it is. Right. But the octagon, as the MMA faithful call it, I looked at my wife and I was like, "This is this doesn't look good." Like a smiling Conor McGregor is not something you want. I don't think he thrives. Like, I think he's one of those dudes, like, who just 
he's an agent of chaos. So when everything is right in his life, that's probably yes. when he's at his worst. No, I, I totally <laughs> agree with that. Like so, I I, I think felt for the guy though, man. I, I loved how respectful he was. He he always takes an L. Well, weren't you saying that he's found Buddhism? Yeah, he d- he Buddhism like meditates and, and <laughs> that could be actually not a good thing. Like yeah. you you look through the history of of sports, golfers are very fragile psyches. Yeah. They get married. Uh, Rory McIlroy. You're like, oh, remember Caroline Wozniacki or whatever, the tennis player, and Wozniacki, then they're like, he, he was he was engaged and he couldn't win a tournament. Dishes for boom. Tiger Woods <laughs> has his has his little side dishes. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not condoning it. Forty seven different we were pro waitresses. Wait, I'm not condoning forty seven <laughs> different Perkins waitresses, but <laughs> when y- when you added it all up, it made him whole as an animal on the golf course. Yes. Conor McGregor, like you said, does not need to be soft. And <laughs> even I- even in the the post uh the post match pre uh press presser, he's sitting there on on the fence just he couldn't even stand up for the for five yeah. minutes. I don't even know if he was going to be able to to go up there for the announcement they, they because said he had a cane. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he's just standing there and I'm going, "What is he doing?" I just thought he was like a loose cannon, like he was about to just go just nuts and yeah. yeah, take him out or something. Go just s- some UFC chokehold <laughs> from you know the double, double, <laughs> you know noose reverse chokehold, whatever on live TV and take take him out for yeah. just messing him up. And instead, he just sat there. And then was like, "Hey, hey, thanks for having me." Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you know. Tough, I didn't like tough it. go of it. Yeah, it was terrible. I don't like that it's version terrible. of Conor McGregor. Exactly. I like when he's cussing and shooting whiskey and beating up old dudes. That's my Conor McGregor. And if he's not doing that, he doesn't need to be fighting. Well, and look, he's got all the money in the world. What motivation does the guy really have anymore? So if he's the only motivation he did have after he became a bi- a billionaire was he's just a psycho. So if you take well, the psycho, no, it was defending. Element. It was defending his <laughs> honor to that bar patron that told him proper twelve sucked. <laughs> well, yeah, and I, I think he got a bad rap for smacking that old dude up personally because it's Ireland. You mean to tell me that that's not happening every day? Age does not matter in Ireland. Well, you drink, you fight. That's yeah. what I, the Irish do. So I, I th- felt like he took a bad rap. But I loved how proper twelve, like it. That's what I when I first noticed it, and I was like, mm, I don't know about this. Everything's sponsored by proper twelve. Like this seems like a money grab, or like some sort of publicity stunt. Like it just didn't. And you know, he had a one year layoff. Mm, that's that's a lot. That's like seven years. That's like dog years in MMA. Oh yeah. You know, they fight like every other every other week. It's UFC 257. <laughs> I mean, how many weeks are there since UFC was launched? Well, yeah, and what 557? Like, it, there's a UFC Well, there's pay-per-view the, the pay-per-views, week. yeah, but then there's... So, the pay-per-views aren't as frequent as their mm-hmm. other stuff, but they've added in these fight nights, and basically it's US or ESPN trying to get their, their money out of that $4 billion deal they sent over there, and... Shit's just too watered down now. I I just I did not enjoy the product last night. I paid for it, did the whole thing, and I, I was left wanting more by the end of the night. Well, that's for sure. When I, when we talked about it, and you know, you 
your <laughs> your wife texted me back on your phone and said, Could I be was in a with bad her. Influence. Yeah, <laughs> she just wanted to watch it. She wanted you to rent at home, which is fine. But uh, which I, I didn't like, know that. I was uh, like, well, because I caught a lot of heat. Yeah, <laughs> but we we had the group assembled then, and I was like, all right, you know, whatever. But then everybody started. It started like spreading. I've never understood the fact that people cannot pay for a pay-per-view fight at their own house for themselves. They spend money on the dumbest things. Mm-hmm. But t- if you tell them they got to pay $69.99 on their own, just just for some entertainment. Yeah. Like I if you go out, what do you how where can you go out? What can you have? Two a beer a piece and an appetizer or two beers and a and a meal, share a meal for 70 bucks. Yeah, me and my wife did that at lunch today with no alcohol. Right. (laughs) So people people don't understand it, but it's always been a thing. They're always like, "Who's who's getting the fight? Do you know anybody? Anybody? Anybody got?" uh, Which is wild because it's really like you said, it's not that crazy of a purchase. No. (laughs) Now, back in the day when it was, I mean, I think part of it is people want to get together and watch it together. Like I'll give you an example. Triple G fought a couple months ago, Mm -hmm. and it was. It was right before Canelo fought, so nobody really cared about it. Yeah. But I was trying to get home to to watch it on the zone, mm-hmm. and I think it was like it was going to cost me twenty bucks plus a subscription, so like maybe ninety nine bucks a year or something. Yeah. But I figured, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop some Canelo fights while he's still on board. There's gonna be enough fights where it's worth it to me. So I was trying to get home just to watch it by myself, make a cocktail, oh, and sure. watch a boxing match. I almost enjoy it yeah. more, I think. But. But people love getting together. I remember the McGregor Mayweather. We had like fourteen, fifteen people, and they're like, "Thank you so much." At my house, uh, you know, at my apartment, and they're like, "Thank you so much for <laughs> ordering it." And I was like, "Why? It was really easy. It's just <laughs> like, it's just like two thousand, and it's, it's so much easier yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you just press a couple buttons. Now dude. I do think, like you said, there's an element back to, a, and what I relate pay per view to as a younger child is wrestling royal rumbles all those Tyson fights and and royal and royal rumbles but there was an element to difficulty in getting a paper oh there oh yeah you have to call like it's you gotta know the right channel it but now it's just so easy scramble yeah remember the scramble (laughs) you try you could watch it scramble dude all little boys watch yes for wrestling (laughs) yeah yeah for wrestling we watch scrambled stuff for wrestling yeah that's Mm -hmm. why (laughs) yeah but yeah, that that's what I just don't understand. But it's just such a letdown. With I don't, I mean, Tyson fights used to be terrible because you you sit there and everybody be just going and, you, and you're Vegas time. You're on mm-hmm. you're on West Coast time. You're not even on Mountain time. You're waiting so these for, are waiting for kill ever. <laughs> and it just always eight one round, two rounds, eight seconds garbage, later, garbage. It's over. <laughs> I fell asleep in the in the Pacquiao Mayweather fight because mm-hmm. I've been going all day. It was the NFL draft. It was in Chicago. We'd done the Derby, I think, yeah. or something. It was like the most action-packed, non-major sports, you know, day that you would ever try and assemble. Oh yeah, and it was awesome. <laughs> but I was people. They were waking me up. They're like, dude, and I'm like, wait, there's nothing going on. This is Mayweather, Mayweather, and it went. It was terrible. It was a terrible fight. But Every I was, Mayweather fight. But I made terrible. it. I was. Uh, I was there. I would dare say the most entertaining Floyd Mayweather fight was probably against Conor McGregor. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Just yeah. because. Uh, Actually, it wasn't It wasn't a bad fight. But like I said, people were like, thank you for for ordering it. Um, th- like, like it was 
the Taj Mahal, oh, yeah. checking it off their like bu- their bucket impo- list. Like yeah, yeah, we could not have figured this out this without you. This was this was impossible. <laughs> this was an impossible now, achievement uh, without you. Where do we think Connor goes from here? He says he's still going to fight. I personally don't think he should. He's richer than five feet up a bull's ass. Like I don't understand why you would, unless I would like to see him fully commit to boxing. Now, I'm a boxing fan, so that's a little selfish of me, probably. I, I definitely enjoy boxing more than I do MMA. So, it's a, that might be a little selfish of me, but I feel like he could find motivation in that, where there's something to conquer there. He's really got nothing left to prove in mixed martial arts, right? Like, he's done everything you can kind of Has he done do. everything, though? I mean, he's you the can. the first champ champ. <laughs> Somebody. Somebody said, "Wait, he's the first two division champ." Yeah, he okay. was the very first I didn't know one. That. Yeah, yeah. I, so you can have double digits. You know, <laughs> I remember my one of my good buddies, Dana, b- boy Dana. He was Dana White. He was actually a Golden Gloves uh, boxer. He's a firefighter EMT, um, but he was a big wrestling guy. Loved Goldberg. You know, <laughs> he was always he was the guy that was like, "Hey, will you rent it?" Can you <laughs> rent it? Because I want to watch it. Yeah. And he'd be like, I'll pitch in. But he never did, <laughs> which is fine, you know, because I love watching you it, too. guys like but, that. But <laughs> I wouldn't even have known that Survivor Series was on when I was 19 years old. <laughs> if it wasn't for Dana. On the third, yeah, on the third <laughs> Sunday in May, if it weren't for Dana. <laughs> but whatever. So he was always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's watch, you know, Gracie. Let's watch the original UFC guy. Like the, the original MMA dudes. guys. Oh, yeah. He's like. It was all submission stuff, and I was like, "Man, eh, whatever, it was okay." And we get these, these fights, and I was kind of entertained, but it never was my thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But boxing's always been intriguing to me, and I feel like it's trying to make a comeback because MMA killed it for a while. But I feel like it's cyclical with some of these sports. Like NASCAR was crazy big, crazy big in like 2002. Mm-hmm. Now NASCAR is not very. It's no. not what we're in the South. We're well, deep in the South, especially uh, and oddly enough, NASCAR probably is one of the better sports on TV without fans. Like it comes across better because you can't really see the fans when they're showing the race anyway. However, you can't see live action in the background. Yeah, and the you can't see the third turn in, in Talladega. Left turn. Now, however, one of the best sports live. That there is. Oh yeah, it, it's I haven't insane. been, but I've always now to. it is. Actually, the sport itself is not even that great live. It's just the no. the atmosphere. It's like yeah. you're at a music festival. Yeah. Every time, it's like you're at Stagecoach out in California with a bunch of hillbillies. It it's a it's a wild scene. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, like I would love to see boxing get back there, and they need they obviously need some help, and they need some stars. I think we got one, and I, he fights Friday night. Um, no, Saturday. No, the thirtieth is that Saturday. Mm. All right, so Saturday night. Um, hope I'm sure it'll be on the TVs here, but but that's one. Yep. Still love. Uh, and, and we're talking about Caleb Plant, by the way, Ashland City native. From what I understand, he doesn't really claim Ashland <laughs> City too much, which uh, I. Well, I'll keep my mouth shut on that one, but um, yeah, he's more of a Nashville stand-up guy than yeah. an Ashland City stand-up guy. But he fights 
Saturday night, and he actually came up through kickboxing, but I guess decided boxing was the route. Um, they don't play that angle enough. No, I agree. I there, agree. There could be more kickboxing references. It, it <laughs> his style is about as unique as I think I've ever seen, but it is. It has very much roots in the kickboxing, mm-hmm. and you can actually YouTube some of the kickboxing stuff, and it's kind of it's kind of interesting. He's younger because my wife was a ring girl for one of his no kickboxing kidding. fights. Yeah, and she, she wasn't even from like at Cheatham County. She has no. No, it was in Nashville. It was in Nashville. The Nashville. fight was in oh. Nashville at a place called Pound for Pound. I think it's one of like the original MMA gyms in Nashville. Um, so probably back in this day, probably a lot of dudes with affliction T-shirts. Oh yeah, the the whole nine. We can fight just because we watch it on TV. <laughs> and, um, like U UFC and MMA guys are the ultimate Holiday Inn Express guys. <laughs> like an MMA fan, like yeah, I'll, I'll choke them out. <laughs> but no, she said Caleb walked in in there, and like a dirty wife beater, yeah. and like jeans like you you could tell he probably didn't have a pocket pitch in not a dollar to his name but then he changed into i guess his kickboxing attire and starched some guy in like two seconds (laughs) that's a like i can't even believe that they had like i don't even i don't know i don't remember researched his dad's because his dad was the influence yeah but i don't know why he had the kickboxing background or where is a kickboxing mecca in North America? Because kickboxing has its roots, you know, in Asia. Yeah. Obviously, it's a it's an Asian sport. I, I would have to say it has to be like a New York, right? Like somewhere that is very. I never knew any kickboxers. No, I didn't know. either. I I couldn't name like one. I didn't know anybody who like was into boxing or anything like that. Really. Yeah, so, um, that's true. I mean, l- like as a kid, you we watched Michael Jordan. <laughs> we pretend <laughs> that we're from the streets. Yeah. But yeah. we were really not. I mean, I actually we was, but I get respect in any hood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the main streets of Paulding <laughs> County, Georgia. I think that's partly your drawl. You, you could, you can play it. You, you're a chameleon of sorts. Like, you seem like a man of the people more. I'm definitely a people's champ, <laughs> but I don't know uh, if I was boxing like in because what <laughs> you look like you took a couple of shots. <laughs> <laughs> if I was um, Caleb who fights at 168, right, kickbox, but has a, like an extensive kickboxing background, has like championships and all kinds, not just some bum who decided to kickbox, like is actually pretty damn good at it. If I'm him. So the same way that Connor goes after Floyd to try to get a boxing match, do you go after Connor to try to get like a kickboxing match? He's twenty pounds, twenty five pounds. What's Connor's like? What does he walk around at? Yeah, one twenty five. No, no, he walks around like one eighty, one eighty. No, he doesn't. Really? Yeah, dude, he's jacked. What does he fight at? He had to cut to get. Like he had to cut a ton of weight. He to fights get down at like one five. Is it one fifty five? Yeah, that's okay. what I thought weight. he fought even later than that. No, but even before that though, he'd been fighting at one seventy. Oh. He hadn't fought at one forty five in forever. I mean, can you can you go back to boxing if you're like 
I read some stuff going into this fight about some of his trainers and like how he hadn't been there since he was a kid and how he ended up there. He was a footballer. He was a soccer player. Yeah. yeah. And he was practicing outside. Whatever came in, they were like, "Take your shoes off." You know, whatever. Blah blah blah. Try you need some dis. Like he was trying to. <laughs> he was trying to take a leak or something. And he was walking into the gym with his cleats on. You know, and they're like, "No, no, no, man." You know, whatever. And then he was like, "All right." And that's how they like. He t- was taught some discipline because you know whatever whatever discipline he has, but the discipline, you know, of the sport. Oh yeah. Of of boxing, and that's where it started. And they said about fifteen. That's when he started doing MMA. And then like his trainer, his boxing trainer from back in the day, doesn't like they made him watch his MMA fights because he was like the one that got away type of thing. Yeah. Like he should have been a boxer. I but still you, think. But that can you go back to it? And I do you want to go back to it? to it if you're already where he's at? Because like he's the richest. He's the richest sports figure since Mayweather, don't you think? Like he absolutely quick, is. Quick, you know, like no, not a I not an empire Forbes, like a a three hundred million one way, and then the next I fight he's so broke. Last and he's year, fighting for no. three hundred million again, and I think months. he actually. Oop! I think he actually keeps money too. Like, I think. Like where Mayweather, Mayweather has money, whatever, what have you. Um, you still hear me? Jeff just punched himself in the face. <laughs> we got a new setup here. And Je- yeah, we're, I we're my getting hands used to it. We, we still have to get mic stands, <laughs> but hopefully, knock on wood, this sounds better than anything we've done. Um, but yeah, so like... Do you go back to boxing when your first professional boxing match is against the greatest boxer of all time? And and you actually you actually fared pretty decent, all considering. Like you didn't embarrass yourself by any means. And if I'm him, I would go back to boxing and you know how they're talking about Pacquiao and all that shit now. If I'm him, I go start on like a, a just not a bum. But not a tomato can, but you come back and you start, like, with, you know, a PBC Fox card, something like that. Go fight that caliber and work your way up. Because you do have some kind of basis where Floyd didn't kill me. (laughs) Like, granted, we all know he probably took it easy on him a little, but he didn't kill him, right? So... There's a good chance with the right trainers and stuff, he's pretty successful. And now for that boxing match, he used his MMA team as a trainer. Like, they never boxed either. I was watching it yesterday, watching, like, the epilogue of that. And the boxing referee comes in to tell him all the rules. And, like, all his camps there in their MMA shorts, like his goofy-ass coaches sitting there barefooted Indian-style on the floor. Like the most non-boxing thing you've ever seen. So, in order, I think for him to be successful, though, he'd have to probably leave those guys behind and say, I'm going to box. Now, what would be the best? Floyd Mayweather becomes Conor McGregor's trainer. You want to talk about printing money? (laughs) That's the play. I mean, I just don't, I don't understand, I understand the the hype i understand the pageantry i understand how good he is at self-promotion he's like a wrestler in that sense i just don't 
see the product in his case inside the octagon but inside the ring inside the octagon that actually justifies you know his basically superstardom he's probably one of the 10 most recognizable athletes in all of the world mm-hmm. there there was a thing about him training in Vegas he sees on social media Ronaldo Cristiano Ronaldo sees that he's there says I'm going to come train with you comes over there tells him he's got he he said what are you doing here he goes um ronaldo's here for j-lo's birthday party so he just randomly flew in you know from (laughs) from madrid or barcelona or wherever wherever the hell probably never even met j-lo because celebrities do weird so then they yeah exactly (laughs) so anyways he goes well can we come this is conor mcgregor and conor mcgregor think of it a UFC fighter has got an entourage 15 deep, probably. And are you telling him no? <laughs> so he <laughs> says, of course. <laughs> well, they show up, and they said it was super awkward, and J-Lo just happened to be taking a timeout on her couch. Everybody was partying on her 50th floor of yeah. whatever hotel. The, you know, She had her suite with 500,000 people out on the patio of her thing with 14 DJs, and she just took a breather, and she's like, hey, Conor McGregor, <laughs> and she was like starstruck star and was like, "Yeah, let's take some pictures." You know, like so they thought they were like, "Well, how are we gonna?" Like they had to sneak in. People knew him just to get him up there to the point, yeah. and then he brings an entourage in, and it was just like, "I don't know if this is gonna work." <laughs> and then, of course, it works because it's Conor McGregor. Well, but he's never he done anything to in Irish. Like yeah. you let him do what he oh wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a buddy that just has the. He's from Liverpool, and he's got the. He's actually from Manchester, but his, his dad that I work for is from Liverpool, and the accent. Just, you just, just get whatever you want. Yeah, get whatever you want. <laughs> in suburban Chicago, who's just, just legend. You know? No, that it, it is. Uh, I think the a little bit of the charm for Connor though is that he's still as arrogant and as cocky as he is. You can still tell. Like when he sees a J Lo or somebody like that, he's still a little starstruck yep. too, and he thinks that's cool. And I think that's the part I like about him. But what do you tell him? No, he can't come to your party. Yeah, right. Because he's a known psychopath. So <laughs> who's to say he doesn't just beat the shit out of the bouncer right there? Right. <laughs> like but yeah, so that was the whole thing where he, the, they were like trying to tell him no, and then somebody that worked security like at the hotel was just like. Wait, Conor McGregor? Yeah, let's go right here. Yeah, I'm because he's, he's no. a fan, or he's scared yeah. to tell him no, <laughs> which I don't blame him. But I mean, I just think that that sport is something that's probably going to fizzle out once if he is removed from it. I think it's already started. I like think I never was a John Jones. Like, did I have to watch no. John Jones fights? No. He put out a weird ACS? Instagram picture yesterday just of lines of white powder hmm. and a tax of condoms and $100 bills, and it was like, how I get ready for a fight. <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, there's no way like you're this dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> but then I start to think of all the stuff John Jones has done in the past. I'm like, he very well might be that dumb. Not to mention... John Jones is the least athletic person in his family. Right. That's hilarious. Because <laughs> you got his brothers who he says can all still beat him up. So imagine if those guys decided to take a 
take a switch. <laughs> you know, like that, that'd be wild. Well, why don't we transition mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl, you know, preview show slash in-game Packers. Uh, Packers have cut it to 28-23 as we speak. People are winding up on the Bills bandwagon the last couple of days. It's it's really I eerie. It. I like the Bills. I like the Bills, too. <laughs> Great story. I don't know if I see it, but I feel like there is there is something to that. And I have no idea how this whole Aaron Rodgers can't play in the conference championship game. Now, I beat my Bears. You know, but he beat Caleb Haney for three quarters of the game, basically. And he did not lose that game in Seattle. Very much the opposite. He won He won that game that whatever his name was, Richard Rodgers fumbled the, you know, the onside kick. Yeah. Russ was going nuts. But I don't understand why Tom Brady is doing what he's doing because it's not magical anymore it's it's on the it's on the back end but i was looking at the stats he still threw four thousand yards and he still threw yeah. 40 touchdowns this year now yeah. granted he's got everybody in their mom they don't, they don't have antonio brown today and they're well, still doing they got it. a squad though they got weapons oh cameron Brate just scored <laughs> a touchdown cameron Brate had like 900 yards and like eight touchdowns like three years ago yeah like they, they they got weapons. That's just, he's their number three tight end no, they they got weapons. There's no doubt about it. Tom Brady is he's a shell of his old self, but he's still good. Like like he's not Peyton Manning in his last year where he couldn't throw the ball or Drew Brees, which that was he ugly hasn't last had an week. arm like, his whole career. No, he has a deep ball, a deep ball balloon arm. Yeah, but he, he can throw. Have he can throw. He's you, a he's mortar. He can yeah. launch a mortar, and then he can right. drop he's it in. No, he's no Jeff George. No. Well, let's put but, it that way. But he <laughs> can't get it there. Like, it's 1-1,000, 2 1,000, 3 You know, when you used to play uh, 500. 500, oh, yeah. you throw yeah. the ball up in the air, and everybody's Just vying for it. Tack, yeah, <laughs> that's what that's his deep ball. But it's got accuracy. He's got deep ball yes. accuracy. No, deep does. ball accuracy. He's I will give you touch. that. But he's never – that's why they run the offense. They've yeah. always run because he cannot – on a dime, at he can't throw the the Jay Cutler twenty eighteen yard right. out. He does not. J- Hot take: Tom Brady does not have the arm talent that Jay Cutler has. Well, but, uh, it's out there. But how? Josh Allen very much does. But yeah. <laughs> how much do you hate Tom Brady? But you go, I I saw the stupid video of him throwing the pass to uh, to Breeze's kid and Breeze's other kids just got him covered like a glove and he just throws it to the back pylon throws the flag route and i'm like that's a pretty good pass that's good it was an excellent a good pass. throw that was a good it was an throw. excellent he put pass. it right he had to throw because <laughs> breeze couldn't have made it that far but he, <laughs> he looks like such a tool he was wearing like a bomber jacket yeah. and like oh my god like it's just awful my favorite tom brady picture ever is the one of him at the combine with no shirt on where he's just soggy as shit I look at it every morning. I'm like, I still got a chance. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know if I want 
to comment Dude, about the fact that you say that you look at it every morning. Is this it's is this uh, your it's Notre Dame play like a champion today? Yeah, so? yeah. I still got a chance. <laughs> I can get as lopsided as I want to. Because <laughs> I've seen some strange things. You know, you had a, a Kobe, after Kobe died, you had still like got a, it. You had a, a hologram, you know, decal on the back of your SUV. S- still got where it. I was yeah. like, whose car is that outside? And you're like, that's mine. <laughs> And I'm like, Kobe oh, guy. with the Mamba? I didn't know. I didn't know you were the Black Mamba's uh, biggest uh, fan. Big Kobe guy. Yeah. Not biggest fan, but <laughs> I, I, lo- I love the mentality that a Kobe had. I of have. Course, of course. This will probably alienate the podcast from a lot of a lot of listeners in Ashland City, which I'm pretty sure we don't have anyway. No. But there, there is a. <laughs> there is a. Um, we actually have some listeners in the Netherlands, which I find hilarious. But wow. I still haven't even thrown it out there, so <laughs> continue on. I don't know how that... Um, there is a gas station in Ashland City, like right when you get into it, that I, I, I can't go to because my Kobe sticker on the back. Mm. I don't think my... I don't know the name of the place. I don't think my car... On the right when you get in? Yeah, it looks like, like a in front of the courthouse? cabin. Oh, no, no, no it's like coming from Nashville right into Ashland City. Oh, okay. City, like on Ashland City Highway. I don't know that route. A- Ashland City to me is kind of like, like Zelda when you used to have the up, up, down, down, or whatever. Not no, that's Contra, but you know where you like left, right, up the screen, and then you find the up, 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 and then you find the the second castle or whatever. So that's kind of my my Ashland City vibe that I get. No, H- it's, it's hard it's to very find. Very much. I- it's worth the trip just to see this gas station. It is know. so it has by Walmart. No, it's further down than that. It's closer to Nashville. Yeah. Okay. So it has the, like, the Jumbotron, like, video screen out on the on their sign. And so last week, it was a picture of the dude who stormed the Capitol in, like, the bear outfit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the inti- it was just a the scroll. Q-N, whatever it whatever, is. Man, bear, Q-Nan pig, or whatever yeah, the f- yeah. Whatever they call that hillbilly, <laughs> he's the guy that star that can't eat. I don't know, because <laughs> he his mom said that he's he can only be fed certain food and they don't have it at the jail. I I didn't know that was yeah. a thing that so happened. He was starving to death <laughs> in jail. Yeah. They, um, but they had a picture of him on the thing, and it just had a scroll that said "Be ungovernable." <laughs> like it, it's a place. I'm probably not welcome there <laughs> um, <laughs> very much. I mean, the Black Mamba, you, sports tran- transcends political, you know, viewpoints. Oh, I agree. It's not necessarily that. It's socioeconomic sticker. It's the what? My Nipsey Hustle sticker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could give it away. But, well, we don't, as as we've said before, we don't have political no. agendas on this. But I just I think in the in the broader big picture sense, we've never talked about this on the podcast, but we're uncovering gems uh, <laughs> here. We're uncovering layers of onions. But we, when you, when you sit next to someone at a bar in a stadium, he might make four hundred thousand a year, and you might make forty thousand a year, and guess what? If you got that same hat or same jersey on every touchdown, you're hugging each other like. Oh no, I agree. Like there's 
there there is no that's the beauty of it they say kids don't see color or whatever like if you're you know the best time to teach your your kids to you know be be human is when they're young because they don't have any predispositions to towards race or ethnicity yeah. or socioeconomic status but sports is definitely the one thing where I have seen in my years, you know, behind the bar, you know, running bars, running restaurants, the the million dollar, the guy that I know is worth a hundred million dollars. Yeah, he has, <laughs> you know, like I've hung out with him, and then the guy that's worth a hundred bucks, <laughs> and <laughs> they sit there sometimes, and if the guy that has a hundred bucks to his name can make some arguments the guy the guy that's worth a hundred million is just buying him drinks oh and yeah loving him and going yeah, yeah, yeah. capitalism uh-huh. baby <laughs> yeah and he's calling he's calling in some bets he's, yeah. he's betting a dime on this or whatever and he's going yeah yeah we should we should hang out no they never hang out but for that little moment in time they are bffs because that is the common thread that binds I always have together. the best intention to like when I meet people at the bar or something. They're all they always want to like when I see them the next time. They think like we came together, right. and it's it's so hard <laughs> 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 to just let them know like it. We can't recreate that. <laughs> like that was something that happened. It's over. <laughs> that was a season. <laughs> we can't recreate it. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about women? No, no. Oh, okay. I'm talking about, like, dudes who have bar conversations. Right. Like, when they see you, like, the next time, they just come sit next to you. But we could compare it to women. Well, you could, but, well, like. you don't need to get it in. No, that. no. But I prefer w- not that to. That's what I would compare it to. But, like, you, you know. You, you had a one-night stand. You had a one-night <laughs> stand with a dude talking sports. Talking sports, <laughs> yeah. At a bar. But then the next time they see yeah, you, like, know, yeah. they come and sit next to you, and they want to talk the same thing. So and it's like, dude, like <laughs> I don't remember what we're talking about. <laughs> it's too bad. That's like a Disney movie. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's basically the storyline for a Disney movie, right? No, there. they just you need to know it's the lady and the seasons. tramp, right there. There's seasons in your life, yeah. and some are shorter than others. But <laughs> just, we can just do this, <laughs> hey man, <laughs> and, and that's enough. <laughs> Air five, what do you have? Your bash brother in the Canseco yeah. McGuire, maybe a little elbow during the rough quarantine. and rowdy February fifth. Jeez, oh, Jose Canseco fight, fights Big Cat's intern Billy Football. So <laughs> wait, I got a question because you're a b- big rough and rowdy, and I've seen it's hilarious snippets. <laughs> what does Ozzy Guillen have to do with Jose Canseco and rough and rowdy? So the Barstool Chicago guys love Ozzy Guillen. What's not to love? Yeah. And so they have started basically a movement that Ozzy Guillen should not just be a treasure to the city of Chicago, but he should be more known nationally. <laughs> and basically the message of Ozzy Guillen needs to get out there. But it turns out that Ozzy Guillen hates Jose Canseco. Okay. So when Jose Canseco started tweeting about this rough and rowdy, Ozzy Guillen would just like subtweet and be like, "You're a bitch," nice. and try to fight Jose Canseco. Because because he w- one of them was like, "How to beat Conse- Jose Canseco in a fight?" And I was like, "What? What is this? <laughs> like, I don't even understand." Because I'm like, "Isn't Jake? Is it Jake Paul fighting him?" No, no, it's Billy Football. 
It's big. Oh, okay, yeah. It's Big Cat's intern oh, because Jesus. Big Cat, Big Here Cat challenged Jose Canseco to a fight okay. like three years ago, <laughs> and then three or like this year, Jose tried to take him up on the offer, and fat ass Big Cat was like, "Dude, I don't, I don't fight." <laughs> like what? Oh, Big Cat challenged him. Yeah, he was like, uh, he's like, dude, I don't fight. I don't know what you're doing. He's like, but my intern will fight you in my honor. <laughs> so I just lost some respect for Big Cat. Why? But, <laughs> but it's sad that Big Cat is bigger than Jose Canseco. Oh yeah, dude. My my, would this would this affect if I could find my Jose Canseco rated rookie? Is it 86 downrest? <laughs> Would this affect it? Would it go up? I would venture to say it goes down. It goes down (laughs) even more. That's tough. It's tough. Um, Yeah, the... I don't know. I I love love Rough and Rowdy. Ozzy Guillen is great. Ozzy Guillen was running out of town. He shouldn't have been. National treasure. He is awesome. I used to play, play, uh, play shortstop in... Until high school, I moved over to uh, the one bag, like my my idol, Fred McGriff, <laughs> the, crime crime dog. the crime dog. But I played I played some shortstop, and all through growing up, and I used to do Ozzy Guillen. I mean, I was a Cubs fan, but I would do Shovel. anything, <laughs> any ball handling that Ozzy Guillen did. Turn Shovel. two, and you can't turn two when you're in when you're a ten year old. <laughs> you're gonna try. We ain't turning to. I used 60 to jump There's 60 every feet. time. It's 60 feet. You know, whatever. But you're trying. You're, yeah. you're learning. You're learning your your uh, dexterity of your hands and how to do it. But I would always. I had a cannon, so I'd pump <laughs> like Ozzy Guillen. Because Ozzy, Ozzy Guillen got it, pumped. Yeah. And then threw his little. You know, he flicked it. He flicked it. But he was he was great. I talking about Ozzy. he's. High socks. Now, Ozzy Smith is probably the best light-hitting shortstop of all time. Because I don't consider Barry Larkin a light-hitting shortstop. Barry Larkin could rip rope, yeah. man. So I think that Ozzy Guillen is always takes Omar a hit Vizquel on his offensive. Was he was light-hitting. He was light-hitting. But from that, from that era of the 80s and 90s, I love me some Ozzy Guillen, you know. A Shawan Dunstan. We had the <laughs> best of both worlds. The sh- th- have you ever heard of that? Yeah. The sh- the Shano meter. The yeah. Shano meter in the bleachers. Now, two forty eight. So I watched. It'd be two forty eight. Shawn Dunstan be batting two forty eight in July, <laughs> and there'd be somebody in the stands with a with a sign two forty eight. No, so well, we we find a way to sneak it in every week with our mandatory MLB oh God, baseball yeah. small well, talk. Well, that's when baseball was great. <laughs> no, I agree, I agree, and it it will never be there again. But two, Ozzie Guillen deserves to be more recognized nationally than he is, and he was great on those MLB post game or uh, postseason. For for a hot second, he was on Fox. Oh yeah, he was awesome. Is Dude, give me a Rod. I thought we paid you to go away. <laughs> I thought they gave you the second contract. Why do? What do you need money for? Go hang out with J Lo at the discotheque. Give me Ozzy Guillen. I'd love to see Ozzy Guillen. I think it was the Frank Thomas thing. They, I think they s- they went, and th- I think it was the Fox executive, the, the talking head said, or unless it was when he went back, when he went back in and went to the Marlins. But when he was on the postseason, 
Oh, it's electric. It's great. Oh, is there? It's Charles Barkley and Shaq on, and Ernie Johnson on ha- at you that time of the playoffs. You might have just my question yeah. with Charles Barkley, but I was about to say, is there anyone who should be more aware of a hot mic than Ozzie Keen? <laughs> <laughs> no, because Ozzie Keen, you can't understand him anyways. That's part of the beauty of him. <laughs> like that dude will say anything. I, I don't actually have an Ozzie Keen story where I actually ran into Ozzie Keen. Which I have mo- pretty much ev- most celebrities in Chicago. Yeah. There's a story or something. I don't have a great Ozzy Guillen story, but that is one person that, you know, he's Venezuelan and I'm, you know, a white American. Not. You know, white middle class American, but I would definitely have break some bread with Ozzy Guillen. I'd love to have a few cold ones I would ones go back to Ozzie. Venezuela with Ozzy yeah. and see the homeland. Just hit the streets with, yeah. uh, with Ozzy. Yes. That should be a TV and not, show. No, and we're not worried about any kind of cartels or no. anything. We No security, just me and Ozzy. Ozzy's got free reign. Yeah. Ozzy's got free reign. That should be a Netflix. Like uh, They have shows about hitting the streets with Ozzy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but so he just doesn't have that allure, apparently, and the and the conscience of Chicago, like he should. Oh, I agree. I agree. And, and which which it's it's a shame. <laughs> He's a lost foot soldier, and and he was awesome. I love two thousand five. Do you remember when he used to call for Bobby Jenks, and he would just <laughs> instead of tapping the right, tapping the left, he would just say the fat guy. <laughs> you remember that? No. He would say he called him Gordo, but he called him. <laughs> call him Gordo, but he just would literally just do, he'd go to the, he'd go to the mound and he'd just do it. And, I, and he had, I forget the pitching coach, but he's a legend. They had a legendary pitching coach, but he managed that 2005 playoff season impeccably. It was awesome the way that he did it, the way that he managed his pitching staff. But he would used to just go out there, and I know the only reason why I want to do it, because he wanted to, to kind of make the symbol for, for Jenks or whatever, to go fat, the fat boy. <laughs> I'm the fat boy. He w- he wanted to give the round mound uh-huh. sign, <laughs> but like that's what I'm talking about. Like the best part about the worst part about me not living in the city during that those times is to not be able to run into because people used to tell me they'd run into a Lou Pinella, nice. uh, Ozzie Guillen at the bar after getting back. I ran. In, I used to run. As, I ran into Stony Steve Stone, mm-hmm. just you know is the color commentator for the White Sox back then, the Cubs before that. But having a drink with the manager or even like a Hawk Harrelson or well, Harry, Harry basically before that. Forrest Gump. Harry yeah. <laughs> Harry Carey was Forrest Gump. But you talk about having some cool times back in the day in Chicago. Baseball was cool when you could have a drink with the manager of the Cubs, the White Sox, or whoever is the play-by-play, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's some good stuff right there. No, for sure. Um, well, we are approaching our time limit. Do we want to get some picks real quick? Who who do we see going to the Super Bowl? How do we see it turning out? I mean, I, I like Green Bay. They're still in the game. But I, I once Aaron Rodgers falls out of the zone, I don't see him getting back into it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, wh- what was there? Some fumbles this game? What do we see? Tom Brady, three touchdowns, two interceptions. This is a game that they should win. Uh, 
they were down the whole game. I still like Green Bay. I still, I still like I do too. Green Bay. I hate them. Yeah, me too. I hate people from Wisconsin that me think too. that they're they've they've lived through tough times. They've had thirty years of Brett Favre. Yeah, and we've had Aaron Rodgers discount double check, <laughs> and we've had forty-seven quarterbacks. And they're like, oh yeah, you know he sucks. We Can't had Rick Grossman. And I'm like, <laughs> I'll take going to the playoffs. 14 yeah. straight years. <laughs> that's like th- that's like people from Atlanta complaining about success the Braves in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I complain about the Braves. No, they won one. That's enough. It was not enough for yeah. what they had. Well, we can get on to that. We've, we've <laughs> actually talked about that intermittently through the year, through the the podcast. But I I still like the Packers. I have these weird feelings. I'm usually pretty a lot good. of people up there in Lambeau, huh? Yeah, they got like I think that. I don't know. Maybe they, they had said they were supposed to have five thousand. There's easily twenty five thousand people there. Well, probably every Dick and Jane that works there showed up. Well, at oh, there you go. That's it, right there. You know what happened? It's coming is back. they're all owners. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, we. I have. We own the team. I've never told you about this. <laughs> I have a Super Bowl one signed football by the the whole Packers team from my grandpa on my mom's side that I never knew. It's a shame that you own that. Traveling salesman. Bart or uh, Vince Lombardi had a in Green Bay. He was a Packer fan. My grandfather never knew, and he won this football signed by the Watch Super Bowl one champs. People's ass. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's world world champs on a world champs football super. It's a super ch- super world champs or something like that. It's still sitting and it's cursing my bears because they they have not won. Yeah, we'll super get Bowl rid since. of it. I'm trying to, but <laughs> I've had offers of ton G's cash. But I think I tell people, look to some cheese head. It's worth their their Probably kids college grain. their kids yeah. college fund <laughs> or like a a nice pontoon boat or the Packers Super Bowl one football. They're gonna give it. Set, they're gonna give me fifty grand for that every time. So I'm, I'm kind of waiting for the to strike while the iron's hot. But back to this, I like still. I still think the Packers might pull this off. And I still think that this is their year because sometimes I get the feeling about Aaron Rodgers and it's usually right. But I don't know. I mean, there's some Pat Pat Mahomes, really good. Seems like a turn it on. Josh Allen, I like. Like, I, I want to say Packers-Bills because I think that would be the most fun to watch. Um Josh Allen to me can still be so erratic that you're just kind of like this guy. It's a, it's like a Brett Favre where you're like this guy could do something really dumb. <laughs> I mean, my my golfing partner is Bruce Arians, and he's <laughs> could sneak into a Super Bowl. I'd like to for him to win it. To I like his hats. The means. Of course, they like to. Do you love hanging out with him? Because he's also a vodka drinker. <laughs> so I'm sure we'd get along swimmingly. Oh, yeah. But he also lives down there, down at Roethlisberger's Georgia Parks. Yeah. Which my uncle's in between. That's a tough area, man. Up, up, upstream. Oh, Lake up Oconee. Lake. Yep. Oh, well. Reynolds Plantation is what it's called. Well, so, yeah, I, I, 
You know, I think whoever gets there out of these final four teams, it, it it's going to be a good p- game, though, it right? It should be a good Super Bowl. Like, sometimes there's bad Super yeah, Bowls. Yeah. I, I didn't really want to see the 49ers last year. I don't want to see sometimes the Ravens I get in. I don't want to see the Giants, teams. Yeah. the 9-7 and seven Giants against the Patriots. Now, they win, Yeah, but I don't want to see them. I, could I deal loved with any of these. I loved the Falcons-Patriots because I knew it was going to get some scoring. Yeah. Like, I want to see something. Well, I think I- any team you got left in there scoring points. Uh-huh. No, so, no, yeah. so it'll be a good no, Super this is Bowl gonna be either a great, way. It's going to be a great Super Bowl, and it's it's something that probably people deserve. I don't know who's going to come to these Super Bowl parties. I don't know. It's it's in Florida, coincidentally, this year. But, but everything in the country opened back up Tuesday. I don't know if you saw what happened in Chicago, but that's political. We'll leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, I, pre- I think the world's just back to normal now. Yeah. I don't, I'm not positive. I was out in Clarksville earlier, and you couldn't tell um, <laughs> that there was a pandemic. I would have thought it would have been the other way around, but I'm I'm really confused when they tell say like, I told you so. As soon as he got into office, it was all going to be over. And I get it, but I would have thought the other way around would have made more sense to me. I don't know. I did, too, but that's something that we don't know shit about. So I think we can go ahead and call it for this week, and we'll get back with you all later this week. We might have – no, we won't have the third member back, hopefully. He should still be honeymooning. If he tries to come back, he's he's not – We got to go – it's an off week in in between – We got to draft. We got to do a draft. But we can't draft because we'll only have two of us. Okay. We need to draft when we have three. Maybe yeah, we right. could have a guest draftee, draftor. Maybe. Well, we'll have to figure out who that is. Um, yeah, we, we got to do our scumbag coaching draft. Um, maybe with a wild card scumbag commentator as <laughs> as your <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant, Marv Albert. So, <laughs> anyways, well, that's the Village Idiot Podcast for this week. We'll get back with y'all later this week. Y'all have a good week. See y'all. All right, later.